Welcome to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. This is the audio version of our live Sunday morning gathering. To view our live Sunday morning gathering, go to pcctoday.com. Yes. Come on. Come on. Isn't that amazing? Real quick, if you were at Royal Family Kids Camp, will you raise your, wave your hands? Let's just applaud. Just amazing group of people. Thank you so much. Man, it was such a privilege that we got to go there. We got to go on Tuesday, but I just want to highlight all of the counselors, the leaders, Angie and Jason yes. and Lorraine, all the staff yes, thank that you. went, and the counselors, the junior counselors. Yeah. You are phenomenal. Yeah, amen. And we want to say thank you for your yes to Jesus. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And for those of you that prayed faithfully and gave towards this, you know, we got to go and just really witness the uh, incredible impact that every single person that's involved in this has. Watching the lives of these kids come, you could see their faces just light up. We got to be a part of the service that night and uh, Angie and Jason just spoke life over to every child that was there. And you could see their face just light up. And that's what it's all about. They experienced the love of God there. It was an incredible week. It absolutely was. And for us, you know, coming in, not really sure, we just said, hey, put us to work. Let us, you know, however we could serve. And we ended up looking like this. <laughs> and it was awesome. The kids had a great time. And, you know, the next picture I want to show you, one of the things I was hoping for. Nate. <laughs> was that someone would desire to rub my feet. No you know, as Pharaoh, I think he gets his feet rubbed, but nobody rubbed my feet. I was, yeah. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, you took that role a little too far there, but that's okay. We had an incredible time, and we just want to say thank you. Yeah, thank you, Royal absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, in case we haven't met you yet, by the way, my name is Nate. This is my wife, Mayel, and we've been here for just over a year now. Yes, and uh, we are loving what God's doing. And, you know... In January of this year, we talked about some vision, some things that we were going to go after this year. And so today is something that we're calling Revision Sunday. And so Revision Sunday, what is that? What is that? This is what it is. It's looking back so that we can move forward. We're going to highlight some amazing things. And, and what I want you to know is we are here to celebrate God's faithfulness, God's goodness, and we believe that our best days are right in front of us. And so we're going to look back at some of the things that we've already accomplished, but we're also going to be looking forward to, as we finish 2023, can you believe it's already July? And for all you Hallmark people out there that love Christmas in July, I don't know what is going on with that. I'm counting on the days till Christmas. Uh, I, I already know. have my countdown going on. Anybody else? But we have work to do. We have exciting things. So one of the things that we talked about in 2023, in January, was that every church that believes the Bible, that loves Jesus and is called to what he wants us to do, actually has the same mission. Did you know that? A church that loves God and reads the Bible, you have the same mission all across the world. That's why we can pray for other churches to flourish. And if you're like, well, what's that mission? I'm going to read it for you. You ready? Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says this. This is Jesus speaking. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all 
nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. His mission that he gave the disciples is the same mission that you and I have today. Portland Christian Center, our mission, better than Mission Impossible, any of those movies. PCC's mission is this, make disciples. You and I are called to make disciples. Look at your neighbor and say, you are called, called. to make disciples. And our big idea this morning, if you're taking notes, is this. If it's Jesus' mission, oh, you remembered. Come on. If it's Jesus' mission, it's my mission. Very good. That's right. Jesus said, make disciples. Make disciples. And, you know, that's a word we use a lot in the church. And But really, if we were to boil it down to the simplicity, a disciple is someone who faithfully follows faithfully follows, and I love this word, if you look up what a disciple means, means, there's this word adherent, that a disciple is an adherent, a person who follows and upholds the leader, a supporter of the cause, that we are called to be faithful followers of Jesus. That's what a disciple is. That's the simple form of what a disciple is. And as we talk about this, as we boil it down, that our mission is to make disciples. What do we consider to be values of a disciple? The first thing is this, love God. Courtney talked about it earlier. A disciple loves God. Matthew 22, 37 through 38 says this, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God. If it's Jesus's mission, it's my mission, and his mission was to love God. I, I love, within scripture, you'll find Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to be with the Father. Why, because he wanted to be with the Father. He loved the Father. Jesus modeled that for us. A disciple loves God, and they love God with everything that they have, with everything that they do. They love the Lord. Absolutely. If you're here today, if you love God, would you raise your hand? Come on, who loves God? Has he saved you? Has he redeemed you? Do you have a reason to love him this morning? Come on, we're going to wake up this morning. Some of you already got into that nice, comfortable, casual Sunday morning pew day. We're going to get out of that this morning. Amen? Because we're a part of a mission and a movement. And the number one thing you were born on this planet to do is what? Love God. I'll try and say it a little clearer. Your number one mission in your life is to do what? Love God. Love God. And something Myel and I are so passionate about is that we love God, not just on Sunday mornings, but every day of the week. Every day of the week. Your Monday is just as important as your Sunday with how you love God. And so one of the things that we, we brought was something called a life journal. A life journal is just a tool, but what it was meant to do, and you'll look at the pictures come on the screen, is it's meant to be a, um, a tool that you would use to go through and read the Bible. How many know it's hard to love God if you don't read his word? And so what we were thinking and praying about is how can we take the love of God to a watching world? And so we asked people to get in groups, and I've been a part of a group on a regular basis, go to a coffee shop, 
a school, a public place, wherever you find yourself on a regular basis and read God's Word, journal together, pray together. And did you know that we sold over 200 life journals here at Portland Christian Center? Isn't that amazing? And if you're here and you're like, man, I, I, I want to be a part of that. I missed it. I'm new. We have more life journals at the Hub. You can get connected. You can pick up a journal today and you can start loving God because your number one mission in your life is to do what? Love God. Love God. And as you love God, when you say yes to Jesus, that next step is to get baptized. Come on. Jesus models this for us. What is baptism? And baptism is an outward declaration of an inward transformation. And Jesus modeled this for us. And here at Portland Christian Center, we are believing that we're going to baptize 50 people this year. Come on, 50 somebody. 50 people. Wait, wait, we, they, I don't think they heard that. We're going to baptize how many? 50, five, zero. Dude, let's go. 50 people this year. And why are we so passionate about baptism? Well, Jesus was passionate about baptism. And if it's Jesus's mission, it's my mission. And he, he was baptized. And we believe that, that is a, that's an important step in your relationship with Jesus. So far, we've baptized 16 people. Come on. 16 people. Oh, we need to celebrate that. Yeah, it's 16 amazing. 16 people. 16 people have been baptized. Yes. And we are believing in the rest of this year, we're gonna see 34 more get baptized. At least. At least this year. That's a minimum. 50's minimum. How many of you know God can exceed all of our, our expectations? So if you're here and you have recently said yes to Jesus, maybe you'll say yes to Jesus today. That's the next step in your faith. You've not been baptized. Our next, ba our next baptism is the beginning of September. Yep. I believe it's September 3rd. Yes. We're going to do baptism outside. Outside. And we are believing that we're going to just flood this place with people who want to get baptized. Come on. So yeah. We, uh, we, are, we know that God's on the move here in Portland, yeah. and we just believe that that baptism, you know what it says to a watching world? I'm living for Jesus for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so baptism, that's it's that huge. next step yeah. in loving God. I think we need to pray for that. Yeah. Would you lift your hands with me? Let's just pray that God would fill the tank with people that are being transformed. Amen. That's what this is all about. Lord. We pray for at least 50 people to get baptized this year at Portland Christian Center and more that would give their lives to you and say, I'm all in with you, Jesus. We thank you for it in your name. Amen. Also, Amen. just with that, if you have, maybe you got baptized years ago and you've just recently rededicated your life to Jesus, now's the time. Make that commitment that, hey, I'm, I went this way, but I'm headed this way. Yeah, come and on. I'm gonna live for Jesus the rest of my life. Absolutely. So the first thing that we're called to do is to love God. Number two, as a value here, is that we are going to present hope. Present hope. Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Every ministry that we have here at Portland Christian Center is designed to present hope. Every person, did you know that you're designed to present hope? Every single person here. And there was this ministry that, uh, that has been going on for, for a little bit, but Mayel just, have you heard of this ministry? It's called Sisterhood. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Come on, ladies. It's pretty cool. They've been yeah. presenting hope. Yes. Well, we got here a year ago, and you know, we have had such a faithful group of women meet every Tuesday morning for Bible study, and I love that. We're continuing to do that, but one of the things we added was sisterhood gatherings, and so we've had three different gatherings this last year where we have had over 150 women come, and you know what it's all about? Presenting hope. 
It's all about connecting with each other. And we weren't meant to do life alone. And this is an opportunity for women to come to know that you belong in our sisterhood. And it's a safe place for you to become who God has created you to be. And within our sisterhood, we've seen salvation. We've seen miracles, healing. A lady's knee was healed at one of our sisterhood gatherings. And uh, we're just seeing God do an incredible move. Yes, we have. So that's something that's exciting. That's presenting hope. Another one we wanted to highlight is Royal Family Kids. One more time. Presenting hope all week and this this picture is on tuesday night this last week and just the joy all over i mean angie's got pharaoh pharaoh going on i'm not sure exactly what all it is but it was spectacular to see the hope of jesus shown into the lives of kids that don't get to see the light of christ that's who we're called to be church Royal Family Kids is a beautiful ministry that we love to be a part of. Something else that we, we believe is that from kids all the way up, from youth, young adults, encounter singles, Pastor Rod and Wynn, come on. They got a singles ministry. And, and we just believe no matter what season you find yourself in life, some people find themselves married, some people find themselves single, Whatever season you're in, God wants you to flourish in that season. And we believe that part of flourishing is that there should be hope because of what Jesus has done. Another one that we want to highlight is something uh, that our youth ministry, where's our students at? Youth, where are you at? We had an event called Youth Alive, and we had just under 1,000 kids show up here at this church from all over Portland. And one of my favorite parts of that is we had kids in our, in our sanctuary running around saying, hey, you go to my school. I didn't know you were a Christian. And, and what's great about that is they're finding people that love God because the world wants you to think that you're alone, that you're the only one that wants to be with God. That's not true. There are so many Christians, and I think for our teenagers, they need to know that they're not alone, amen? So we're presenting hope with our students. Also, hope for our young people. Here's the thing, they are not lost. Absolutely. They are mighty warriors that God is raising up, and they are gonna shine the light of Jesus like never before. Let's go. Like never before. And we're also, we're also presenting hope with our young adults. Pastor Rick and Sherry over there in the young adult crew. Let's go. Let's go. They're doing an amazing job. And one of the things that we are believing that we're gonna see is that once you graduate, you don't leave your faith. You're actually gonna grow up and be strong and be a light, and you are gonna see your city, your school, your families are gonna be changed because you're connected in the body of Christ and you're here to present hope. That's what we're here to do. And as a church, all of these things that we're talking about, they require sacrifice. Sacrifice of your time, your talent, and our giving. Don't you, we all know this to be true, but sometimes we gotta be reminded that whatever costs you the most means the most. The things that you would give and sacrifice for, man, the kingdom of God, it's worth it, isn't it? And this church stepped up big time. We gave over $100,000, an outrageous offering to people that were hurting. Yeah, we can clap for that, pretty amazing. And we're still doing that. And our tithes and offerings, one of the things that we've talked about is that we set a budget for the year, 
And up until this point, we're, we're a little bit behind, but we're believing that we're going to exceed the giving budget this morning. Anybody else believe me with this? Come on, we're going to believe God, and we're going to see our finances and our tithes and our offerings and missions. Did you know that we support over 90 different missionaries and missions organizations all over the world? Come on. And with that outrageous offering, we supported Salvation Army, Union Gospel Mission, the Edwards Center, all kinds of great things. And this should be a celebration because you're part of the winning team. That's right. Did you read your Bibles this morning? Did you see the end of it? Guess who won? Oh, we did. Hello. So we have reason to celebrate, don't we? That's why we're talking about this this morning, because sometimes when you go through life and you see all the things on the news, you see things that are happening, it's easy to start thinking, oh, there's a, are we winning? Are we really winning? Absolutely. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. So what do we do? Our mission, make disciples. What does a disciple look like? They love God. They present hope. And the third, a disciple then develops people. We are here to develop people. And as you grow and you mature, a sign of mature disciple is that they then turn around and help develop other people. They bring people along the journey with them. They're not doing it alone. They're looking for those around them. Who can I pour into? Who can I invest in? Who can I? Who can I call out the golden? I think about my own life, and the reason I'm up here today is because I had faithful people in my life that poured truth and life into me. I had pastors that would tell me, leaders that would tell me things about me that I didn't even see. I didn't know I was a leader until they, they told me I was. I didn't know I could preach until my pastor had me stand on his mantle with him and his wife, and I would preach to them. That's how I learned how to preach. Serious. But that was, what were they doing? They were developing me. They were, they were helping me in my journey with God. And I love this verse in 2 Timothy. It says this, fan into flame the gift of God. You know what we need to be as a church? We need to be professional fanners. We professional fanners that where we see a gift in someone, no matter their age, we call it out. If you see it, say it. If you see it, say it. Pour life into them. Because you know what happens is that plants seeds of hope that, oh man, God could... God might use me for that. God could do that. And we do that here at PCC. And I would say that we do that really well. We see that in every ministry here at our church, from kids to our faith builders, that our goal is to develop people. I love our Better Together Nights on Wednesday. And I know our our young adults meet on Tuesdays and our encounter group, they meet on Fridays. But throughout the week, we have discipleship tools to develop people better together. On Wednesday nights, we have something for every age group, from kids all the way through seniors. And our whole goal is to develop people. One of my favorite nights this week, or this year, was our family worship night. How many people were a part of the family worship night? Yes. This is amazing. If you did not come this year, mark your calendars next year. We, we have this every year, and this is a night where our kids lead us in worship. Yeah. Our kids lead us in worship. Our youth preach to us. Keegan preached to us. Here's what I love about this. This is all about fanning into flame and developing the next generation to lead. That to not let anyone look down on them because they are young, but that they can actually lead us into the presence of God. I love that. And you know, Pastor Christelle and Kayla Ree and Joy Burchett, they worked hours and hours 
What did they do? They trained, they developed, they fanned into flame the gift in these young people. We also had a work party that yeah. we did. Yes. A work party. Yes, we had a work party. Come Over on. 100 people joined us to get ready for Easter. If yes. you were there, would you just raise your hand? Thank we are so you. grateful that you came yes. and you served Come at this. On. It was amazing. And why would we say that this is developing people? Well, you know, part of development is building character. And there's no better way to build character than to come and serve. Absolutely. To just serve and to serve our church. And so we spent four hours cleaning the grounds of PCC. It was incredible. It was a great time. And another ministry that's been developing people for a while, but I want to highlight, is our faith builders. Come on, our faith builders. And I, I want to just publicly say this. Pastor um, Ron Stokes, he leads our seniors ministry and then his group of uh, people that lead faith builders. But really, there's a legacy in this church. Do you realize that next year will be 100 years? That is amazing. And I want to say this publicly to all the people in this church that have been here some 30, 40, 50 plus years that have given seeds, that have sown, that have given their time, talent, and treasures. The thing that Myel and I want to communicate is that we stand on your shoulders. And there have been so many people that have come to us and said, Pastor Nate, I'm not sure about the music. I'm not sure about your, your haircut. But we are behind you, heart and soul. We are behind you. We want to reach the next generation. We want to see God revive Portland. Why? Because they remember what this town used to look like. They remember all these beautiful things. They remember the giving, the sacrifices, all the things. And here's what I hear so many different seniors say. And pillars of our church, they're saying this. We don't want to just recreate. We know God's doing something new. He's doing something bigger. He's doing something better. And we want to be a part of it. I love that spirit. I love that spirit. And this church is a church that's going to flourish in Jesus' name. And so I want to publicly, and I think we should applaud for all the pillars of our church that have made sacrifices and contributions because we are debt-free. Amen? And so Myel and I publicly, we want to honor all the faith builders all of the senior adults, and even some of those that are younger than that, but all of the ones that have been year after year pillars of our church at Portland Christian Center, you have been developing people for years and years, and we want to say we love you, we thank you, and we're in this together. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. So with all of that being said, that's brought us up to the present. Every ministry, everything at Portland Christian Center, we want to love God, present hope, and develop people. If it's Jesus' mission, it's my mission. And today we want to remind you, I want you to look around at this beautiful facility, all that God's done. Look at the people here. Look around. Some of you aren't looking. I know it's hard to move. You're just kind of look around. Look around. It's okay. I just gave you permission to look around. And the reason I want you to look around is that God has entrusted us God has entrusted us with resources that are meant to further the kingdom of God. We are not going to sit and just wait for Jesus to come. He said, occupy until I come. 
And we wanted to read a scripture to you in Matthew 25, verse 14 through 30. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. And this is Jesus talking. He's talking. He's telling a parable. And it's really a warning to all of us because one of the things that could happen is we could say, oh, look at all we've done. Let's put it on cruise control, sit back, enjoy the Tesla and the electronic ride. But God has not called us to that. He's actually said, be fruitful and multiply. He said, be busy with what I've called you to do. Be busy with my mission. And so Mael's going to read to you this verse. Matthew 25, 14 through 30 in the NIV. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest... So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. That's quite a warning, isn't it? That's Jesus talking. He's the one saying, hey, I have entrusted you. I've equipped you. I've empowered you. I have called you. I have saved you. I have redeemed you. Not to bury everything, but to continue to push forward. The Bible is so clear. It says, I will build, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. What does that mean? We are pushing forward. We are multiplying. We are reaching people. Portland is a city that needs the light of Christ. We are a city on a hill. You and I are called to be a light to our city. And we want to continue to raise up people. People who have a heart to build the church, to build this kingdom, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we wanted to highlight three people. Come on up. Jeff, would you bring up your crew that are doing something pretty special? Come on. Yes. 
They have a mission that God has called them to. And if it's Jesus' mission, it's my mission. Absolutely. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, well, hi, I'm Keegan. Um, so uh, starting back in uh, winter camp, sorry, uh, in winter, um, me and Jeff and another guy came up with the idea to um, do something. We felt like we should um, give money towards something and, and do something for our community and for people who you know, don't have what we have. Um, and so we came back from winter camp and the next Wednesday we decided, we were like, okay, let's sit down as a um, high school small men's group and see you know, what can we do. We'll brainstorm some ideas. So we threw them on a whiteboard and eventually we settled on um, building a well um, through Petros. And so um, that's what we're gonna do. Um, so I'll let Charlie take from here. I'm Charlie. Um, our plan basically for raising money is going to be, um, we're going to be picking up trash locally. And then um, with your guys' generosity, we're going to be doing pledges per pound of trash that we pick up. So pretty much any amount that God sets on your heart um, is appreciated. Yeah, so first of all, I am super proud of these guys and our other high school guys. Not only did they listen to what God was telling them at winter camp and as we've gone through this process, but now they're putting it into action. And so what we're asking is that we're going to touch our community here in our high school guys group. We're going to help our city, and then we're going to build something across the world in Africa. Yeah. And so, like Charlie said, uh, we're going to have our handsome, young, talented guys out in the lobby after with these awesome clipboards but this is just a perfect example of loving god presenting hope and developing people these this is a student-led adventure these guys are totally brainstorming um, this whole thing so we're really proud of them and if you could join us out in the lobby after that we'd appreciate it good job good job i love that and last week, if you remember, we had Pastor Ray and Linda here sharing about the Petra. Come on, let's give it up for Petra. So good. And that's what they're doing. They're partnering with that. And, and, and it's, just, it's just amazing when you start looking at all that God is doing. But the warning that Jesus says to all of us is not to be confused about your purpose on this, on this planet. You actually have a purpose. And what the enemy wants you to do is to be confused about your mission. He wants you to, be, to care more about the things of this world than what he came to do, which is to seek and to save the lost. Yeah. And it's actually a problem that isn't just in the Portland area. It's actually across the U.S. and across the world. And here's the problem. It's called mission confusion. Did you know that in 2019, 4,500 churches closed their doors in the United States alone. I want that to sink in for a moment. According to The Guardian, they did a whole um, research and, and produced some, um, some results on this. And there were two main causes for all these churches to close down. Number one was that the churches made their mission about themselves and what happens inside the church and they forgot about what was outside. They only cared about what was happening inside and they would fight and fight and fight and argue and argue. 
until they would leave one by one and the churches would end up closing. Infighting and disunity was number one. Number two, comfort and safety was their priority. Burying their talent. Burying what God had put in their lives. How many know that's not going to happen here at Portland Christian Center? Oh, come on, we got to be better than that. How many know that's not happening at Portland Christian Center? We're not going to bury what God has entrusted us with. We're actually going to continue to push back. We're going to continue to be a light. We're going to continue to give. We're going to continue to see our kids and generations and our adults and our senior adults continue to say, not on our watch. No, 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 no. The gates of hell will not prevail. And we are going to see our church not only grow, but it's going to thrive. We're going to build big people who love Jesus, that are called to his purposes, and we see great days ahead. That's right. In Acts chapter 2, Jesus says, greater things will you do. Ask anything in my name, and I will do it. This last week, we had the opportunity to go to Her Voice Movement, a conference in downtown Portland. Yeah. I saw a couple of you there, an incredible conference. Uh, And on the way there, I, I asked the Lord, God, what is the word that you have for us, for a city, as a city? And what the Lord just spoke to me just on the way there was, ask for the greater. Ask for the greater. So you know what we're asking God to do? The greater. The greater that scripture talks about. We are believing that this church, we see a church that's not afraid of the darkness. We see a church that can stand boldly in love and make a stand and shine the light of Jesus into a dark city. But we believe that the greater is coming here to Portland, that we're going to see people saved, healed, delivered. Thank you, Jesus. We're believing for that. Thank you, Jesus. And that word greater, that's what we're stepping into, friends. That's what PCC is stepping into. We are stepping into the greater that God has for us. And let's ask God to give us the boldness to walk into it, the courage to walk into it. You know, when we first moved here, we've shared this before, but we, we heard over and over again, why would you move there? Like, why would you move to Portland? That's where all the craziness is. And I remember in the beginning, before I had ever been to Portland, agreeing with them. I said, I don't know why God would call us to Portland. But then I came and I got to drive into downtown Portland. And I am not kidding you, it was like the love of God filled my heart for this city. I love Portland. And you know what? This is God's city and he's bringing revival here to Portland. Amen. Amen. God's not done with Portland. He's just getting started. And let it be known that Portland Christian Center, that Portland, this city of Portland will be known as a hub where God is moving. And people from all across the nation will come to experience what God's doing in Portland. And this last week, John Brevere was at this conference and he prophesied that God was going to heal Portland, heal our land. Yes, And we are believing for that. We see that. And so this fall, we have an initiative of things that we are believing for God to do. The first one is baptism. We're believing for 50 people to be baptized. Come on. And you know what? I believe God's going to exceed our expectations. Amen. We also, on our Better Together nights, quarterly, we're going to have a prayer and worship night all together. Some of you joined us in May. I believe it was in May, or was it in June? 
In the, in the beginning of June, we had a gathering as we ended better together. And you know what? We prayed. We worshiped. We're going to do that quarterly together. And we're still going to continue to offer discipleship classes and development opportunities for every generation here at our church. And one of the things that we feel really strongly on our hearts is that we're going to focus on marriages. The enemy is out to attack and destroy and divide marriages. And so we're going to be offering a marriage class this fall Come on. to strengthen and build up marriages. Yes, amen. How many have noticed that the enemy is trying to destroy marriages? Anybody else? Okay, three of us. It's cool. Um, but we have seen it. And as, as pastors, we want to equip and help equip and believe in marriages. Amen. marriages. Amen. And the last thing I want to just highlight, this fall, November 3rd and 4th, we're going to have our first ever Women's Sisterhood Conference yeah. here at PCC. You want to mark your calendars, November 3rd and 4th. We have a worship leader from Modesto coming up. We also have Savannah Lindell from Missouri, from James River. She's going to be here with us. It's going to be an incredible weekend of hope. And the whole focus is this. There is more. There is more healing. There is more joy. There is more to your calling. Come and discover the more that God has for you. Absolutely. The other thing that we see and we're praying for, as we look around, I want you to look around one more time. Look around. And, you know, on the bottom floor of our church, it's pretty full, but we have some room in the balcony. But we are praying and believing that we would reach Portland with the light and the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ and that this place would be filled. And that we would be in two, we see two services happening in the next year. Does anybody else see that with us? Anybody else see that? And, and someone's like, well, what if they take my favorite seat? Just snuggle up, buttercup. It's okay. We really do need to make room, don't we? Because people are the prize. People are the prize. Say, people are the prize. Another thing that we're going to be doing arrows out we are going to serve portland in familiar ways and brand new ways this year who's ready to serve portland to love our city and i want you to write down on your calendars if you can or on your phones or online write this down august 19th we're going to go up to robert gray and we're going to serve and clean up that campus it's going to be an amazing time you don't want to miss that that's another initiative and then the other one that i want to highlight is something we're calling the build to last campaign We've already said this before, but we are approaching 100 years, a century mark church, and we want to do everything we can to build a church that's going to last, that we're going to build it to last. And so one of the things that we've noticed, this might surprise you, but most people before, when we've done our, our, our follow-up and done some different research, a brand new guest, someone who would come to our church, if they're brand new to the area or just checking it out, they will watch our church online seven times before they will step foot into a door. Did you know that? Seven times on average they will watch us online and our website and check us out before they will actually step foot. And so one of the things that we've noticed that we would like to build to last and improve is actually our stage. You may not know if you want to come up closer, you can look at it later, but um, we're stepping very carefully on this stage. It's a beautiful stage. It's been an amazing thing, but there's electrical things. There's lots of wiring, um, different things that we want to do to make this place even better. What were you going to say? We'll make the stage even. You even saw me kind of fall over there's earlier. Lots of things like that. Makes the stage even. Yes, but all of that is a, to, to present the gospel. The other thing that we want to do is to refresh our kids' space. Come on. 
There was a study done by Barna Group that if a kid doesn't reach, doesn't, uh, most people that find Christ do it before the age of 18. 78%. We want to invest in the next generation. And so we want to remodel the kids' wing, the nursery, the whole thing, and make it the best hour of every kid's week. Don't we want that? We want kids dragging their parents to church. Come on, mom and dad, get out of bed. I've got to get to church. Come on, grandma and grandpa, you're taking me to church today. Am I right? Shouldn't church be the best place? The place every child wants to be? What did Jesus say? Don't stop the kids from coming. Bring them in. And so we're asking for us to do that. And you're like, man, that, how much is all that going to cost? It's going to cost us, isn't it? Right? We should not be surprised. So we, we've talked with some different architects and things. And so the estimate right now is about $300,000 to make it the way we wanted to make it. And here's the promise you have for us on Built to Last. We will not go into debt for this campaign. How many know that's a miracle? 300,000 is a lot. But we know that our God is greater. That is nothing for our God. And so we're going to launch that in September. So all these things that we're talking about, these are initiatives. This is like the precursor in September. We'll have more specifics. We'll have pictures. We'll have all kinds of things for you to be looking at and praying for and getting ready to give to. But here's what we want you to hear most of all. If it's Jesus' mission, it's my mission. And we want you to ask yourself a question. If you have your phones, take it out so you can write this down or grab a pen. Write this down. I want you to write this down. Some of you are moving, five of you. Where is my place in his mission? Do you know where your place is? Because we're gonna ask you to do four things as we get ready for September for this launch. The vision that we have, there's four things that we want you to just jump into. What's the first one, Mayo? Pray. Everyone is called to pray. Not just some people, but everybody. Your place on this mission, every single one of you can join us in prayer and believe that God will move. I recently heard a story about a professor named Professor Orr. And in the 1940s, he was a theology pre professor in England, and he had decided to take a group of his theology students on a field trip to see some of the foundational places where incredible moves of God had happened, where theology had been created. And so he took his students to the Epworth Rectory. And the Epworth Rectory was the home of the great John Wesley. And some of you know who John Wesley is, but in case you don't, John Wesley was a, he was an evangelical preacher, he was an evangelist, and he was a theologian. And most importantly, God used him to form a lot of theology that you and I are familiar with today. But through him and through his prayer life, God actually ushered in revival in England. And so Professor Orr had taken his students to see the Epworth Rectory, and they got to go in and they got to see where John Wesley ate breakfast. They got to see where he studied and how amazing that in this room where he studied was actually books that he had written in. And so they had preserved it hundreds of years so that other people could view it and see it. And so they got to see that and then they, they ended up being able to go up into uh, John Wesley's bedroom. 
And there in the bedroom, one of the students noticed that there were two well-worn patches in the floor next to the side of the bed. And the student asked Professor Orr, he said, what are those in the floor? And the professor, Professor Orr said, well, it's said that those, that that is the exact place where John Wesley would kneel, not just for moments, not just for a minute, but for hours a day. He would kneel next to his bed and pray that God would move. And it said that he prayed for so long and so hard that God would bring revival that it actually made dents in the flooring. Isn't that incredible? Talk about prayer. Well, it came time for everyone to leave and Professor Orr gathered the students and they got on the bus and as he was counting to make sure everyone was there, he realized he was missing one student. So he went back in to find, he went back in to find him and the student wasn't in the kitchen, he wasn't in the study, but he could hear from downstairs, he could hear a voice coming from the bedroom. And so Professor Orr walked up the stairs and peered his head into the bedroom and there he saw this student kneeling with his knees in the exact place that John Wesley had kneeled. And he was crying out to God, and this was his prayer. Do it again, God. Would you do it again? And would you do it again in me? And Professor Orr went over to the student and touched his shoulder, and he said, it's time to go. And rising from his knees, Billy Graham stood to his feet. And then God did it again. Billy Graham, one of the greatest evangelical voices in our day. God, would you do it again? And would you do it again in me? Friends, that prayer, what he prayed right there, he, pulled a, he prayed a bold prayer that God would use him, that God would do it again. And God did it again. You know what? I believe that God wants to do it again. So you know what my prayer is? God, would you do it again? And would you do it again in me? Begin with me. Do it again. You know how you can partner with making disciples, loving God, presenting hope, developing people? You know how you can make a difference in our city, in this nation? You can pray. You can make some your own well-worn patches on your floor in your home. May that be the legacy. That's the legacy I want to leave to my kids. That man, that they look back and they remember the well-worn patches because they knew their mama was praying. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Pray. Amen. Pray with us. Believe with us. So the first one is pray. The second one is give. Give. Tithes, offerings, missions, and the Built to Last campaign. If you're God's stirring your heart to give, you can go online on our phone right now, or you can drop it off in the bucket to drop it off and give. But here's what we believe. The kingdom of God is worth sacrificing for. We believe it's worth it. People are the prize. We can only take people with us to heaven. So we want to give everything we can to see God do what only he can do and reach people. Pray, give, go. That's the third one. Go. Mm -hmm. Take the hope that you've been given. Pray, give, ask God for boldness, yes. and then go. Go yes. into your workplaces. Go into your schools. Go into downtown Portland. Yeah. Take some toothbrushes and go hand out toothbrushes and tell them that God loves them. Yes. Go. Go in boldness. Go with the hope that you've been yeah. given. Amen. And know that you have the answer that every person needs, and yep. that's Jesus. Absolutely. And would you stand with us for the last one? I know you've been sitting for a few minutes. Would you stand? 
And here's what the last one is. Pray, give, go, and serve. Serve. August 19th, we're going to serve Robert Gray. But between now and then, serve somebody. Love somebody. God is with you. He's for you. So who can be against you? Where's your place in the mission? God's got a place for you. We're going to sing a song as we respond this morning. It's called Better Word. And the reason we're singing this song is because there has been lies that has been spoken over Portland. We rebuke that lie in Jesus' name. Some of you have had lies spoken over you. God's going to give you a better word. Maybe the enemy said you're not good enough. There's no way you can raise that kind of money. There's no way we can change Portland. There's no way blah, 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 lies, 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 lies. We're going to declare a better word in Jesus' name. Anybody with me? We're going to declare a better word in Jesus' name. Because that's the power of the blood of Christ. If he can raise the death, the dead to life, how many know he can turn Portland around? Amen? Pray, give, go, serve. Where's your place on the mission with Jesus? Would you lift your hands with me and close your eyes? I'm gonna pray a blessing over you as we get ready to sing this song. Lord, I pray for every person. As we get ready to sing this song, better word, Lord, do it in us, Jesus. As Mael said, do it again, Lord. Do it again. You can transform the hardest heart. You can change any person. You can take anything that looks down and broken and out, and you can bring it back to life. We speak a better word over, the, over this city, over marriages today, Lord Jesus. People that are sick, people that are hurting, people that are watching online that can't even be here today, I pray that you would touch them in Jesus' name. I pray that you would heal them in Jesus' name. I pray for families to be restored in Jesus' name. I pray also for healing in Jesus' name. Saved, healed. I pray for deliverance as well from bondages, God. People that have been stuck in alcoholism, they're free in Jesus' name. For people who have been bound to so many different things, I pray you'd set them free in Jesus' name. Church, would you lift your hands? Let's sing this song. Better word together right now. Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at pcctoday.com or join us online for our live stream at 1030 at live.pcctoday.com.